0: This is an excerpt from my book, Mindful Meals, How to Dethrone Food Fears and Reign in a Body That Rules, that is coming out on September 4th. 2019. Now this journey has not only been five years in the making of writing this book, but it's been over 10 years of research from my own battle with bulimia and recovering with no psychological or medical intervention and how I've helped many, many others dethrone their own food fears and start reigning in a body that rules. So I am super excited to announce that it is now open for pre-order. So go Go to the link in the descriptions and get your copy of Mindful Meals. When you pre-order your copy, you will get for the next few months exclusive tips, strategies, and opportunities to work with me so that we can dethrone your own food fears so that you start reigning in a body that rules. I am so excited to support you through this book. Thank you so much in advance, and now, enjoy! Imagine this podcast as your weekly spark of inspiration as you take it to the next level with all the bees of your life, body, business, bank account, boys, and babies. Let's make it rain. Section 4. Guard Your Gates. Chapter 2. Be the Gentle Watchwoman of Your Words. Who thinks Cheetos are good? 60, 20-something-year-old eyes were glued onto me and my dry erase marker as I stood at the head of the class next to the skeleton I'd nicknamed Mr. Chuckles. I was guest lecturing for three days in the freshman health and fitness class at a college on the coast of California. I was in the middle of giving my signature body language talk while also trying to ignore the growing nervous smell emitting from my left armpit. So I continue. I asked the question again, who thinks Cheetos are good? A few hands timidly rise. I could see the rest of the class looking around to see if their professor was watching. The four brave souls who raised their hands look like the kid who got caught with his hand in the cookie jar. Erin, their professor, smirks from behind her phone. You can answer. I'll pretend I'm not looking, she says from the back of the class. Come on! Only four people think Cheetos are good? I thought I was in a college town! A few chuckles and a few more hands rise it's enough to make my point. Now, who thinks butterfingers are bad? Half the class raises their hand. Great. Put your hands down. They do as they're told. So for all of those who raise their hands for the Cheetos, why do you think Cheetos are good? Do you think they're good because they're good for you? Their professor pipes up from the back of the classroom. If you raise your hands for that one, I will see you after class, she jokes half-heartedly. Of course they're not good for you, but you still think they're good, right? I see a few heads nod. Why? One kid, Michael, speaks up. They're just like, I don't know, they're like, taste good as a snack. I mean, I know they're not healthy, but it's like sometimes you just want it. Do you ever want butterfingers, I ask him? Nah, that stuff is nasty. Why? It's just weird. Like, it's just not my thing. So that's why they're bad. I see him nod in agreement. For all of those who agree with Michael that Butterfingers are bad, why do you think Butterfingers are bad? Are they bad as in bad tasting? Are they bad because they're bad for you? What makes you think they're bad? A Hispanic boy, Eduardo, raises his hand. I just don't like them. So because you don't like them, you think they're bad, right? What about her? I pointed to a young woman who didn't raise her hand about the Butterfingers. If she thinks butterfingers are good, does that mean she is a bad person? Does that make the people who eat butterfingers bad? Uh, no, Eduardo says timidly. We just like different things, you know? Absolutely. You have different perceptions about what is good and bad, right? The class nods. Like for you. I pointed to a boy who raised his hand proudly when I asked the class who had ever cheated minutes before. You think cheating is good, right? Makes you a stud, right? Baller! The kid corrects me to a few chuckles from his buddies and a few eye rolls from some of the girls. But you! I pointed to another girl who had raised her hand if anyone had ever been cheated on. Do you think cheating is good? Oh, hell no! She declares, throwing an eyeful of darts toward Mr. Baller. Once a cheater, always a cheater. Maybe. Have you ever cheated on a test? I look around the class and see a few downcast eyes. Cheating is cheating, right? What makes cheating on a test more bad than cheating on a girlfriend or boyfriend or having a cheat meal? I see it click for some of the students. You see, the language that we use around food has powerful subconscious connotations, Your unconscious mind does not know the difference between cheating on a test, cheating on your spouse, cheating with a cheat meal. To your subconscious, cheating is cheating, and good and bad are words to describe morality. I see a few heads cock. A good person, a good food, a good deed are all moral concepts, same as a bad person, a bad food, and a bad deed. Your subconscious mind links good, with good, with good. The same is true with bad, with bad, with bad. The problem is food has no morality. Hashtag mic drop. Food is food. Food is a natural, renewable resource. Food is fuel. We need food to survive. Some food makes us feel more energized. Some food makes us feel less energized. But either way, food is not good, bad, or evil. Food is just food. We identify with the labels we use based on our own inner filters of time, space, matter, energy, language, memories, and decisions, values and beliefs, metaprograms, and attitudes. This is how we store and process those labels in our mind. When we attach labels of morality, good and bad, to the food we eat, that's when our own perceptions of what is moral and what is not taint the food. This is common when you go on a diet. You have all the foods you're not supposed to eat on the diet, the quote good end quote foods, and then everything you're not supposed to eat, the bad foods. Imagine for a second eating a food that you perceive to be bad, like a piece of cake. It's got sugar, chocolate, gluten, fat, and all the things that make it not the most nutritious choice in the world. But on top of that, you've attached the label that it is bad food. So what happens when you eat it? What do you feel? Now think back to a time when you did something that you thought was bad intentionally. Maybe you gossiped about a friend Or you lied to your spouse about having an orgasm the last time you had sex. Or maybe you procrastinated on a project at work. You know you shouldn't have done that bad thing, but you did. So how do you feel when you do something that is bad intentionally? Well, if you're a good-hearted, conscious person like I know you are, you probably feel pretty crappy after. You have feelings of guilt or shame around the bad thing that you did. Maybe you're even beating yourself up about it, not because it makes you feel better, but because you feel bad. The specificity of our language is key. The words good and bad are super broad and far-reaching and define moral outcomes for something that does not involve morality at all. Eating is not good or bad. It's necessary. You either eat or you die. And if macro is not good or bad, then so are the things micro, the micro things that you eat. No matter what they are, they're not good or bad. Food is just food. So how do you think your body, which is the physical representation of your unconscious mind, is responding when you eat something that you perceive to have the label of bad, even if it's as simple as a piece of cake? Consciously or unconsciously, your mind-body connects the same emotions of guilt and shame to you doing something bad. Because when you do something bad, you should be punished, right? Suddenly, out of nowhere, maybe you gain five extra pounds. That's an unconscious response. You might consciously do the guilt trip thing. Oh, I shouldn't have eaten that cookie or that piece of cake, you say, complaining to your girlfriends, even though there are no other physical symptoms aside from your own guilt. Or perhaps two hours later, your stomach is tangled in knots or you feel bloated. That's your body unconsciously responding as well. It's a chicken or the egg question. Did your body cause the bloat because the food was bad for you? Or did your brain cause the bloat because you thought the food was bad? When you lose the morality behind food, food just becomes food. It diminishes the power that it can have over your body. So you can choose based on your preference rather than your moral compass. I used to think that having ice cream was bad. I would get all these side effects, bloating, asthma, gas, the works after eating it. But I enjoy ice cream. It is a lovely treat to have from time to time. I used to have it with a side of moral guilt and shame because I was told it was bad. It wasn't on my diet. But after I shifted my mindset around it being bad, I now can eat ice cream in moderation when I feel like it with no guilt, no shame, and now no side effects. Contrastingly, I personally don't like gumbo. It's not my thing. My husband, Spike, loves it. Even when he has made it gluten-free for me, I still feel greasy and heavy after I eat it. Is it bad? No, there's no morality. Is it bad quality? No, he makes it using all the best organic ingredients. Is it bad for me? Not necessarily. It's just not my preference to eat that heavily. I prefer a nice split pea soup instead. So I choose not to eat the gumbo simply because I don't like it. And when I eat it, I don't feel my most vibrant, awesome self. Could this be because in my mind I don't like it? Perhaps. It could also be because my body doesn't like the way it makes me feel. It's a preference. That is the power of choice. No longer are you going to give food the power. You have the power to choose or not to choose. That is the question. Instead of it being based on a moral compass, it's based on your power of preference, your power of choice. Everyone's taste buds are different after all, and everyone will feel food differently. So as an exercise, I want you to eliminate the morality from eating. Write down all the foods you like, but in the past you thought were bad. Then assess. Where did this belief come from? And ask yourself, is this belief that this food is bad ultimately true? Then separate your belief of it being bad from it being a preference, a food choice. Is it bad because of your unconscious programming Or is it actually a food you enjoy? Or does it make you feel bad, not from shame or guilt, unless that's what it is, but instead does it give you digestive issues, diarrhea, constipation, bloating, fatigue, brain fog? If it's a food that's bad because you just don't like it, then that's a food boundary. You're simply not going to eat it. It's not your thing. Ditch the shame and guilt around standing up for your boundaries of preference because that allows someone else who actually enjoys it to eat more of it. If it's a food you enjoy but feel guilt and shame every time you eat it, then write, I am willing to see that food differently. Let me see that food through the eyes of love. Now, if you love this episode, please, please, please take a screenshot of it and tag me on Instagram at crownyourselfnow and at kimberly.spencer so I can hear your top takeaways and interact with you. And if you really love this episode, please leave a review and share with me what you loved about it because I love hearing your reviews and reading them and sharing them. And that just helps us get this message out further and farther and faster to everyone and all the listeners and all the people who need to hear this. So I thank you so much. And if you write a review and you take a screenshot of that review and you email that screenshot to info at crownyourself.com, I have got a special hypnosis just for you. So please go forth, conquer, leave your review, email it in, and I will send that to you with absolute and utmost gratitude I am so excited to connect with you in the next episode. And in the meantime, go out there and create a body, business, and life that rules.